Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to episode 10 of Talk Exchange. Today we have with us in the studio Olivia Nielsen, who is the social media and communications specialist with the National Exchange Club. And she joins Christy for a great conversation offering social media tips and advice. So grab a notepad, a tablet, a laptop, your phone, or whatever you take notes with because you are going to need it for today's show. Enjoy. Welcome to Talk Exchange. My name is Christy Linda. I'm the Director of Communications with the National Exchange Club. And I am so pleased to present our communications specialist. She's our social media specialist, Olivia Nielsen. Olivia is going to talk to us today about social media best practices and um, give some advice, maybe some tips to help get your club either started on social media or to uh, ramp up your game. So, Olivia, go ahead. Hi. Um, So, I kind of came up with what I think are best practices, you know, top five tips and tricks um, for starting your social media, for continuing to grow it, maybe reach new members, but also to engage with your current members. Um, So, I think the first thing uh, that's the most important is always knowing who your audience is, right? So, if you're having a conversation with someone, you're not going to talk to them about something that they don't care about um, or that maybe doesn't interest them um, or keep them engaged. And so things like gender, age, location, cultural backgrounds, family status, all of those things play into who people are. And um, knowing who you're talking to is so important. Um, These things impact what information matters to them. Uh, And it also impacts what motivates them. So Um, coming to meetings or participating in different events or even creating some kind of challenge for them to do um, or some kind of goal to reach. Uh, You need to know who those people are in order to motivate them and engage them with those things. So, um, right, because their demographic also talks about how they're going to absorb the information as well, right, and how they can apply it to real life. So uh, someone who's in their early 20s is going to be more interested in, for example, maybe video content with some actionable items. Um, Other audiences might just be interested in information and some small tutorials. So Absolutely, yeah. And um, also knowing your demographic, maybe if you have an older demographic, they may not be super familiar with certain platforms. So you have to give them their information in a way that they can access it. So that's a really good point. And also um, something we've talked a lot about is the National Service Award and how we want to motivate people to get involved with those things and to achieve that. And if you don't know, you know, their ages or their backgrounds, you know, you may not be able to get those people interested and get those people talking about it and engaging with that. So someone in their early 20s. Like you said, they may be (laughs) interested in social media recognition. They may want to get some kind of shout out on there. Whereas someone who is in their late 60s, they may want um, some kind of pin or some kind of, you know, physical recognition that they can keep at their club meetings or something like that. So you have to kind of think about those things when you're trying to talk to people and engage with people. Um, Right. And one of the things that we found Everybody knows you can't undervalue the importance of social media, the influence that social media has in every aspect of our lives. 
so there are a lot of tools out there to help people develop their social media experience. I guess what I'm getting at right now is that to start, people could go out and simply Google search how to identify my target audience. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and it'll give you, you know, kind of a list like I did of different things that, you know, you can gauge your target audience off of. Um, and like you said, you can't undervalue the influence that social media does have. You know, I, I have a Stanley cup sitting here and that's very obviously influenced by social media. You know, the things you buy, the things that you engage with, the things that you think about whether we like it or not is influenced by social media. And, you know, a lot of people don't love that, but it's unfortunately part of what we do as human beings. And almost everyone is on social media nowadays. In one form or another. Absolutely. So, you know, you may not have a million apps on your phone that's social media, but chances are most Americans are on Facebook. That's just how it is nowadays. And so, like you said, you can't undervalue that. It is really important. So. Absolutely. So once you identify your target audience, what is the next step? Where do we go from here? Yeah, absolutely. So I, I think it's very, very important to understand each platform, why you use it and how you use it. So for example, Facebook is the number one used social media app. Um, and the most used by our membership, too, for sure. Yes. So not only looking internally at your own members, they probably have a Facebook account, but also reaching new members, you're reaching a larger group of people just simply based on there's more people that use that app. So um, Facebook is also very user-friendly, right? So you can have clickable links within your posts that can send you off-site. You can have pretty much as long of a caption as you want. There's no character limit. Um, And it's not solely based on graphics, whereas Instagram is so heavily based in graphics. And a lot of times things like aesthetics and stuff like that come into play and it can be harder to communicate things with the group that you're looking for. So I think Facebook, of course, with our demographic is the most popular and it's the most popular nationally. So it's something that you really should utilize. You know, we have our national page. We have a page for our members and um, it's generally the easiest and fastest way to communicate with people. And they also have the direct access of just picking up their phone and using it. Right. So something like our magazine, where you have to have that delivered to your house and things like that, that the information is readily accessible to you, especially on Facebook. And most people go on it regularly. So um, that is obviously the biggest one. Um, And I'm glad if we could stop for a second, I'm glad you brought up the members page, our Exchange Club members Facebook page. It is a, it's a private group. Um, None of those posts are visible publicly. And uh, we also have the ability through the questions that we've created to make sure that uh, members, people who belong to the Facebook page are also members of Exchange. Um, So if we have people who send out a request to join that page who truly are Exchange Club members, but they're not marking down their club name or any other recognizable um, information for us, we do make sure that those people um, don't get in. So if you want in, make sure you mark that you know, answer that question. But my point is that with the Exchange Club members Facebook page, for someone who's not too familiar with how to use Facebook for their club, this would be a great platform 
for them to visit and just kind of hang out on for a while, um, hang back, see what other people are doing, what they're sharing, how they're sharing it. They can see what gets the most reactions and likes and comments. Um, so I would recommend anyone who's starting out with Facebook for their club to, to visit this page. Yeah, absolutely. And something about the members pages that I love too is you also you get um, a sense of camaraderie from other clubs as well. So you get to see what they're doing. You can get ideas from them on things that your club can participate in. So there's an aspect of it as well that you get to learn from other clubs. You get to see what they're doing, see what maybe they're posting about that's reacting well with or engaging for their members or, you know, new members even. Um, So I think the members page is super, super helpful. And I love it even just from my own perspective, you know, as the person who's posting on social media every day, it's nice to see what everybody else is doing and, you know, using the new hashtags that we have right now Mm -hmm. and kind of picking up on those things from our page. So it's really, it's a really nice place to see members interacting nationally and and we have everything from California to New York that post every day or whatever. And it's just, it's super, it's super engaging. And it's really, it's a really fun place for us outside of our normal social media um, that I, I haven't really experienced anywhere else. And I love that. So I think it's a nice thing that we have. It is. It's a wonderful avenue for information sharing, mm-hmm. helping people get out of their, um, shells a little bit, explore possibilities, get to know each other. We've seen some great projects, some ideas grow because someone posted something, other people suggested um, that they include a different aspect that uh, maybe another club, you know, has included. So you have a chili cook-off and some people said, well, let's let's, um, have an open bar or a cash bar, you know, and we could bring in profits from that. So we've seen some great information sharing. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. I think it's um, with the members page, kind of how you were saying too, it's, it cultivates ideas truly. Mm -hmm. And um, for our members, I think it's, it's really cool because, you know, every, every member, every club is different. So um, seeing maybe a club that's like one of our collegiate clubs, what they're doing in comparison to other clubs and, you know, how they're changing things up or doing something new that other people maybe haven't thought of. It's, it's a really cool place to see those things for sure. Absolutely. And when you look at how quickly the members page grew, I wish I would have remembered to pull those statistics and the number of people who have joined and it's grown exponentially very, very quickly since we started it. I want to say somewhere around a year ago. But if something like that can happen in simply a member's Facebook page for an organization that these people already belong to, imagine the impact that social media can have for people that aren't as familiar with the exchange. Yeah, absolutely. And it's something that's super specific to Facebook. We don't have that on any other platform. And because it is the most used and it is, you know, widely used by most people, it's an accessible thing for people. So people can use it. It's not something that's hard to obtain or anything. So I think it's something that makes Facebook special in itself as well. So I agree. So I think we got off track here a little bit. (laughs) But so we talked about targeting your audience. We've talked about crafting the message for those people. And you were discussing which platforms and why. Yeah, absolutely. So um, in a completely different vein than Facebook is Instagram. And they are, I think technically, they're owned by the same company. Technically, Facebook owns Instagram. But Instagram inherently is a completely different social media platform. It's very heavily based on graphics. 
Um, and your target audience on Instagram is generally going to be different than on Facebook. So Instagram is widely known as being used by younger people, just, you know, under 40 roughly. Um, Ooh. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Generally, I guess millennials, Gen Zs, you know. Um, So that platform is going to reach a much different audience. But the benefit of that is you're reaching a younger audience that maybe doesn't know about exchange or isn't as involved with any service organization. So you're teaching them, um, you're teaching them new information and you have a completely separate vein of people who you can be reaching for new membership. Sure. Because they're not going to seek out your message. You have to deliver your message to them. Yes. On a platter. Yes. Yes. And then they will consume it. If it looks appetizing. Absolutely. (laughs) So when you talk about graphics, um, could you elaborate a little bit on that for people who aren't familiar with Instagram? Yeah, definitely. So um, graphics, I mean, it can be pictures of something your club is doing, or it can be, you know, a stock image of whatever maybe you're trying to communicate to people. Um, A great resource that a lot of people really love is Canva. Um, That's C-A-N-V-A. Yes. And that's something that um, we use and at um, the national headquarters and I love to use. It's a great way to make fun graphics, make fun little pictures for people. Um, but they contain, they can contain a lot of information as well, or at least like grab someone's attention. So even if it's just a holiday post, we do a lot of those where, you know, it's maybe Christmas time and we do a fun little post for Christmas and we use a stock image of a Christmas tree, mm-hmm. or we make a Canva posting that says like, what are you doing with your family this holiday? And it just gets people engaged, you know, but also delivering your own information. So you can create really cool things about maybe an event you're doing mm-hmm. that's got, you know, just the name of the event, the time and place. And people respond well to that. They want quick information, especially younger, younger people. They're not going to sit and like you said, read a whole three paragraphs on what you're right. doing. They want easily accessible, something that they can do quickly that they are engaged with and they find interesting. And so Instagram is a great place for that. It, it's a different avenue, but if you're trying to reach maybe newer or younger members in that in your area, I think it's a, it's a cool different platform in comparison to Facebook. So Canva would be the equivalent to maybe the photo collage apps that people use for Facebook? Yeah. Okay. Yep. You can do that on there as well. They have different templates basically. Okay. Um, and, you know, if you go in there and you click like Instagram post and they, it literally says it on there, Instagram post, and you can type in, you know, Black Friday sale, say, or something like that. And it will give you different templates that you can input your own information into or, um, you know, even just take the template generally and use that. So, um, yeah, I guess it would be similar to maybe something like a photo collage or things like that. Yeah, great. And one of the things that I've noticed, um, you know, much older than you, you know, and, and social media wasn't even around um, maybe it was my space when I was in college, <laughs> never quite took off, but you do see that with the introduction of new platforms that, um, inherently other platforms tend to shift in their, in their usage and the tools that are available. So even on Facebook, like you said, with Instagram, it's popular because a lot of people don't want to read 
paragraph after paragraph, but you're finding that with Facebook lately anyway. People are not as interested in reading sentence after sentence after sentence of all your details. Really what you need to do, right, is post your picture, your video, and then all of those details in the caption. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, even if you look at our Facebook page um, or our Instagram page, they're pretty similar. You, mm-hmm. A lot of people aren't looking to read you know, like you said, a lot of information. And so trying to get that information to them, but also keeping it fun, keeping it engaging, it's a challenge, but it's definitely doable. It's something that you just have to kind of work on. Um, And you have to just see what your people interact well with, right? right? So I really closely watch, you know, what posts are doing well, what do Mm -hmm. a lot of people interact with? You know, we got 80 80 likes on this post. Why? And then you kind of sit there and decipher, you know, oh, well, maybe it was like this, or maybe it was just the the topic of the post itself. But um, you can kind of dissect it that way and kind of figure out, okay, this is what, and it takes time, like, Mm -hmm. but this is what our followers, our members, or new members, or potential members even, um, this is what they want to hear. And, you know, this is a vein that we want to keep going down. So, right. And it's not something people should be intimidated by. If, if our clubs and our members are using common sense while they're posting on pages that reflect exchange, we don't want to post anything politically divisive. We don't want to yeah. post anything um, religiously divisive or socially. Uh, keep in mind our motto. Keep in mind our core values and our vision and our mission. So if those things are at the top of your head when you are running a Facebook page, then you can't mess up. You're basically making a positive impression, impression meaning the post itself. Mm -hmm. You're making that positive impression and you can continue to tweak and learn as you go. Absolutely. And to kind of piggyback off of that as well, your first few posts or um, maybe you've been posting for a long time and you can't just get the hang of it, but it is something that you can achieve. It's not, it, it shouldn't be something that you're scared of. Like people will catch on, people will follow, people will interact with your posts and engage mm-hmm. with them. So it's not something, like you said, it's not something to be scared of at all. It's, yeah. it should be fun. It should be engaging for people. It should be, um, for a lack of better term, an escape from reality. <laughs> so it should be a fun place for people. And if you're having fun with it, and you, like you said, keeping those things in mind that you had mentioned, you know, you like you said, you can't really mess it up. You it's, can't, especially if the posts and your page reflect the character and the personality mm-hmm. of your membership. Absolutely. You know, you really want to put that out there. Uh, you don't, you know, I there. It's so classic and easy to take the picture, the the check picture. You know, the yep. recipient standing up, the check giver standing up, and that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't know what we could do to replace those images, but your page can't simply be check picture after check picture after check picture. Yeah, we need to make sure that it is truly reflective of the fun that your club is having or the um, purpose that they're pouring into the community. Yeah. And people want to see like the nitty gritty stuff, the things that you're doing every day, day to day. You know, people think like, oh, it's just another day, but people want to see that, you know, like Mm -hmm. there's no mistake that TikTok has taken off with this day in the life 
stuff. It, it's <laughs> become a whole phenomenon on TikTok. Yeah. And it's because we see it like, oh, they're putting on makeup or they're cooking breakfast, but people want to see those things. And I mean, that's pretty obvious on social media. So keeping that in mind of, you know, your everyday meetings or sure. your events or just simple things you're doing in your community, like people want to see those things and that will keep people engaged. Right. Always. Because uh, there's no such thing as too much activity when you're talking about, <laughs> you know, some sort of group page or anything that, other than a personal page. Yeah. You should really be as active as you can. Absolutely. Yeah, mm -hmm. for sure. So I keep taking you off track, but <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Um, so the next big platform is Twitter, um, which Twitter is definitely not as popular as the other two, but it's, it has its own purpose. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, you have a character limit, so you can't be too wordy on there. It right. will literally not let you post it. <laughs> it's easy to reach 140 <laughs> characters. Yeah. You, quickly. Yeah. I, all those word limits in college. And then you're like, wow, it's really easy to hit that, isn't it? And it's <laughs> the same thing with Twitter. So, um, it does force you to have cons like concise language. Um, but I think that there like we've kind of been talking about, there's a beauty in that where um, it's easier for people to just sit and read something quick. Yeah, um, yeah. And Twitter definitely serves that purpose, in my opinion. Um, so I might have a little bit of a misunderstanding about the difference between Twitter and Facebook. And, um, you know, if you could help our listeners understand this a little bit. I see Twitter as um, almost an extension of Facebook with the word limit in that people are there to read and only read. That's how Facebook used to be. So I feel like that's what people are there for. Oftentimes I will see images or videos attached. I don't know that those get as much traffic, especially in our page. Yeah, absolutely. So I would say Facebook has much more of a graphic and mm -hmm. um, caption yeah. type of like deal. Um, whereas Instagram is much more based on the picture. I would say Twitter is almost the exact opposite of that. It's definitely more based on the actual caption or the actual words that are in it. Hashtags do really well on or on Twitter. Yes. Um, very popular on that aspect. But like you said, graphics generally don't do well on Twitter um, or as well. I mean, you can absolutely still use that, but that's generally not what people are going to Twitter for. And similarly, the videos as well, those do much better on other platforms right. because they're meant for that. Twitter in it inherently was meant to just be fun, short, concise things, whether that's putting out, I don't know, a joke or a meme <laughs> or something like that, but also just getting short pieces of information out to people quickly. Um, whether that's breaking news or an event that's going on or just something like that. So I would say that Twitter was literally made to just be short, quick, snappy kinds of things, much less dependent on the graphic. Um, and you can kind of see that in the Twitter feed itself when you're on the app. Mm -hmm. You can see like multiple posts fit in your phone. Like right. you can see multiple of them. And Instagram's not like that. It takes up one post takes up your whole phone screen. So right. you can visibly see the difference in mm -hmm. those kinds of apps um, just based on how they're set up. Yeah. And what you don't see too often on Twitter is people responding 
to another person's comment or liking someone's comment. Mm-hmm. I think more often than not, what you see is a conversation growing where people are only engaging as far as the topic itself. It doesn't often come into a conversational sphere like what you might see on Facebook. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think um, Facebook generates more um, deeper conversation. Mm -hmm. Um, And kind of how you said, Twitter is very much just on topic. It's just on the topic of that specific tweet. It doesn't really spiral into anything more than that typically right. unless it's a celebrity who's gone viral then, <laughs> yeah. then we're all on board <laughs> unless there's an award show and then right. you never know what's gonna happen but so anyone who's listened to previous episodes knows that <laughs> olivia loves harry styles harry if you're listening <laughs> tweet out to olivia <laughs> oh my gosh yes yes, yes. okay so, so but- we we get out of twitter and that moves us then into tiktok tiktok which- I mean, it's, it is the biggest thing, new thing, Mm -hmm. right? Um, And it's been the biggest new thing, I feel like for two, three years, right? Since COVID really took TikTok to a a different level. Well, what else was there to do with the (laughs) extra 20 hours in the day? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, seriously, it really did. And everybody was sitting at home and doing nothing. And they were like, we're going to do fun trends that we see on TikTok. And so we're going to make silly dances or we're going to, I don't know, I I put a whole can of hairspray in my sister's hair and whatever (laughs) and put it on TikTok, you know, like it was just doing fun things like that. And TikTok really became this home of, it's no secret that there's been a lot of negativity that has cultivated on other social media platforms that people don't love. And TikTok has kind of become this, happier, fun Mm -hmm. side of social media that people really enjoy and really love it and engage with it. The biggest downside to TikTok, in my opinion, is it's not very informational. People aren't going there to get engaged with their community Mm -hmm. necessarily. Um, But that doesn't mean that there aren't that avenue for it still. So we've done things that um, on our TikTok that you know, I posted a video with just explaining what exchange was, you know, people are still wanting to hear about new things to get involved with stuff. Mm -hmm. And so it's not generally the platform for those things, but that doesn't mean it can't be. Well, we've seen, we've seen it be useful in reaching, um, the younger generations, uh, your generation just coming out of school or, Mm -hmm. you know, their high school, um, juniors, seniors, these are the people that we're looking at for our Excel club memberships. Mm-hmm. So even though we're not able to tell as much of a story, there is still tremendous value. Absolutely. Uh, especially regarding the future of this organization with TikTok being utilized. Yeah. There are a lot of younger people who don't have Facebook or maybe mm-hmm. don't have Twitter. Even um, some people maybe not even having Instagram. Almost everyone my age has TikTok. Yeah. Um, Anybody under the age of like 30 right now. I mean, it really is huge in that demographic. And you are reaching a completely different group of people that you may not be reaching on other platforms. Right. Um, And so like you said, while it may not be super informational, it's fun. It's engaging. And for young people, that's what what we want to be a part of. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what younger generations are looking for is, um, something that does good and is positive. And I think that's a really great thing about exchanges. It's a very positive mm-hmm. thing. And, um, 
I think that younger generations are really looking for that positivity and that's something that they feel a part of bigger than themselves. Sure. Uh, and I think using TikTok as uh, an avenue to talk to them is incredibly important. Yeah, I think you you hit a couple nails on the head right there. So when you're making your TikTok video, you know, uh, mm-hmm. a post, which uh, I will go ahead and offer Olivia's services, uh, please <laughs> feel free to contact her if you need any information <laughs> on how to create TikToks or yeah. if you want some uh, best practices specific to that platform. Yeah. But when you're making the video, because we can't include a lot of content, the video itself has to be extremely intentional. Very. Yeah. So we're looking at a few things, right? We're looking at um, you're, showing, you're showing the viewer that you're having fun. You're giving the viewer an excellent idea of who is posting and why. So the exchange club. And um, you're also giving them something that they want to share with their friends. You know, did yeah. you see this cool whatever. Right. Because that's, that's the general consensus of TikTok is anything that goes viral. It's because everybody's sharing it with their friends. Um, it's not necessarily that they're putting it on your for you page. It's that people are sharing it. Right. Um, and that's something really, really specific to TikTok, um, in comparison to other platforms, but with using TikTok and making the quick videos and things, like you said, you want, them to know who's making it. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, but engaging in the popular trends, the, um, popular songs or sounds or whatever that may be, those things really do take off. And while that may not be exactly what your club is doing that week or something like that, it's still engaging with those people and bringing it to a different audience. And if, if, you know, using those trends or doing a silly dance, like I know it seem, it may seem like it's like, oh, this has nothing to do with exchange or something like it's still fun or, right. you know, whatever it may be. I know recently I did one that was um, a trending sound and it was, you know, I'm a girl who loves, but I did it in a, in a vein of this is what our organization loves and, you know, talked about what our motto was. So you can really take anything and, you know, put your own spin on it. And that's Mm -hmm. a really cool part of social media is that you do get to make it your own Mm -hmm. and, um, really engage in those different types of trends and things like that, that maybe you guys wouldn't typically do, but yeah, it's fun. Nobody says you have to be a trendsetter. Do you remember the ice bucket challenge? Yes. That was strictly social media and that took off exponentially. It was insane. Yeah. Um, Nobody cared where it started. They just wanted to see the videos of people who were willing to drench themselves in ice cold water. And a lot of people were like, oh, well, this has like to a normal person, maybe this has nothing to do with the actual cause, but it got people talking. Like I know a lot of people who didn't know what ALS was before Mm -hmm. that. So keeping something like that in mind where you can make anything out of it, really, that you want to make out of it and following trends is a, is a good thing sometimes. I mean, so long as it's, it's for the right thing. A positive trend. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Yes. So definitely. So we move out of TikTok and so those are definitely going to be your four Mm -hmm. biggest platforms that you're going to want to focus on. Um, a lot of people reference Snapchat, uh, as a social media platform. And while it can be, it's definitely more turned into a communicational type of device. Um, more so internally with your friends, family, Mm -hmm. stuff like that. Um, 
as well as LinkedIn. Uh, and similarly, LinkedIn is definitely more um, a professional like mm-hmm. business aspect. So if, if I was talking like I am right now, talking to members or clubs, um, people who may be running social media pages mm-hmm. for these for these members and clubs, I would really focus on those four. Okay. Um, definitely starting with Facebook, just because you do have the biggest reach there. Um, and then trickling down into the other ones, you know, when you, when you can, and a lot of times you can share similar information between them, especially between Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, you can use, mm-hmm. like reuse different, I like ideas from other posts on those platforms and transfer them to others pretty, pretty easily for yeah. the most part. Yeah. Um, and so those are, those are really good ways to kind of get involved. A couple other things just to kind of piggyback off of that stories, reels, videos. I know Christy's mentioned videos a few times. People like them. People engage with them. Um, It keeps you on people's minds. Mm -hmm. And it is the first thing that you see when you open an app, especially with stories. They're great tools. And they're really easy. You don't have to sit there and type a whole caption or Mm -hmm. try to think of a caption. You may just be able to share a picture and you can put like little bitmojis or emojis or whatever it is (laughs) on there to make it fun and engaging or even link things through those stories and reels. So um, those are definitely good avenues to consider as well with with using different platforms. Well, and that reminds me too of um, YouTube. YouTube is never going to go away. No. No. As a matter of fact, to me, I feel like it becomes more and more purposeful year after year. Um, You see a lot of cross-posting between many of those platforms. Uh, YouTube shorts go on Facebook. You can get those on Instagram. Mm -hmm. Um, Can you share YouTube videos on TikTok? Yeah. So um, something cool with YouTube as well is that you can use TikToks or Reels that you're using on um, on Instagram and on TikTok. You can transfer those into YouTube shorts. Mm -hmm. A lot of people do it. Um, There's a lot of people I watch on YouTube that do shorts, Mm -hmm. but then five minutes later I'm on TikTok and I see the same video. Right. So you can use those pieces of information interchangeably and reach a different audience because you're using a different platform. Um, you, like you said, YouTube's never going away. Um, there was a period of time where people thought it may, but I think it's pretty much solidified its space in, um, in social media. And I think that, um, it's a long video format Mm -hmm. of social media that nothing else is like that. So yeah, Um, it's a, it's a free repository repository for videos. And we've, I know at exchange, we found it very useful. Mm -hmm. Um, YouTube integrates with our website, our social media channels. Mm -hmm. Um, pretty much anything that I could think of, we can integrate YouTube, uh, because they've built out that integration Mm -hmm. intentionally. And, uh, it's nice to be able to save the short videos and the larger videos. What's great about that I find with our membership is oftentimes they want the joint exchange video. For example, that's a very large file that electronically we can't transfer through traditional means like email or messaging. Uh, So to have a long video like that stored on YouTube, it's there for your access whenever, as long as you want, and you can share it with people. Yeah. And you can share it, which is a huge aspect of it. You can also put it on, you can put YouTube videos on Facebook. Mm-hmm. So you can directly put that link on there and people can use that as well to share it. Um, 
but also people still like longer videos. I know there was a lot of pushback from YouTubers on doing the shorts, Mm -hmm. but um, it's proven that it works. But the longer videos, people still want them, you know, people Mm -hmm. still enjoy them. Um, It would be a cool idea even to make a YouTube video of your club doing an event, you know, film what you guys are doing and share that on on YouTube if you want. Like, that's a great idea and maybe something that a lot of us don't do very often, but Well, and and that comment opens the door for another conversation, um, and that is that videos, people don't prefer scripted videos anymore. Not so much. They want to see something genuine and candid. I don't know if that came um, about or full circle because of COVID. I'm not quite sure, but yeah, yeah, they want that genuine feel. Yeah, definitely. Raw videos, you know, just showing what you guys are Mm -hmm. doing. Um, Super simple, which is nice in a sense because it doesn't require a lot of editing. Mm -hmm. It doesn't require you to do some huge script and whatever. It's just genuinely showing what you guys are doing. And all you have to do is pick up a camera, pick up a phone. I mean, you literally can, with modern phones, you can take a video on any of them and it, it will look good enough to post on Absolutely. YouTube. And, and nobody is looking for perfection no. when they look at those videos either. So, um, yeah. you know, don't worry about how your hair is laying or if you right. stumbled over a word. <laughs> yeah. The important thing is the message. Yeah. yeah. Genuine realness. It's definitely what people are looking for. And that's a great platform to kind yeah. of add on. I have a feeling we could talk about this for way too long. Yeah. Um, Longer than our listeners probably want to hear us <laughs> yeah. anymore right now. Um, it's a heavy topic, but it can be very fun. So is there one piece of advice that you would throw out into our podcast universe? I would say since I started with Exchange, the biggest thing that I've learned is that you want to create a relationship with the people that are following you. Mm -hmm. They want to feel connected. They want to feel like you are talking to them. Um, So we've kind of said it a few times, but obviously like engaging with them, but just having fun with it, trying to make things relatable to people. Um, And again, that kind of goes back to knowing who you're talking to, which is why that's so important. But if I would give anybody any piece of advice, it would be try to make whatever you are doing intentional and fun for who is listening to you. Um, And it it can be challenging. It's Mm -hmm. not always the easiest thing. You know, when I started, I really had to try to figure out, you know, how do I communicate what I want to our group of people, Mm -hmm. which is relatively large. Um, and your demographic may be smaller. It may be that you're trying to talk to a smaller group of people, but I think that if you try to make it relatable to them, they will feel connected to you and you will create a relationship through social media, which is what people are looking for. Exactly. Great final words. I like that. We may have to do a, uh, episode two an episode two of Olivia on social media because she's got some great information to share. And I'm not sure we quite made it through everything, Um, but it is great information. Uh, We're going to be rolling out a presentation that contains not only what we talked about today, but the information that we weren't able to get to. Um, If you do have any questions, if our listeners do have any questions, they can call the office or they can go ahead and um, email Olivia at O-N-I-E-L-S-E-N 
Olivia Nielsen at nationalexchangeclub.org. Yep. All right. Absolutely. Great. Thanks so much, Olivia. Thank you. It's, I enjoyed it's it. It's been a great pleasure having you here, and I love working with you, and you've brought a lot of life to our social media, and I thank you. Thank you. Absolutely. Thanks. I just appreciate all the opportunities, so it's been great. <laughs> thank you. Have a great afternoon. Thank you, too. Thank you.